Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. Get ready to stand up for the little guy as we return to the Marvel Universe to talk Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Drink the goo. Drink the goo. Drink the goo. So you've been studying the quantum realm. This changes everything we know about life. Who are you? Just a man who's lost a lot of time. Cassie! I've never had a normal life. For the rest of you kids out there, word of advice. Look out for the little guy. You heard it up top. We are taking a trip. Not through the stars, not in an intergalactic way. No, because baby, we are getting quantum up in this piece. That's right, because we are talking Ant-Man. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantumania. Quantumania. Here on Normies Like Us with your hosts. Um, uh, ah, boy. Co-doc. Uh, okay. I'll be Ant Mike. Yeah. This is Jake Pym. Jake Pym. Colin, I was Cobb thinking Lang. Colin Cobb the Conqueror. Cobb Lang's good. Oh, sure. Uh, Colin the Conqueror. Cobb yeah, that's the Conqueror. Right. That'd be good, too. That's we, good no, as well. we don't say Colin name. We just only say him. Designed. He is coming. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> he. Um, but yeah, Quantum Mania. Who he is till later? Yeah, Marvel's smallest star returns to the biggest screen. Uh, wow! You know, relatively wow. speaking, right? Uh, the kickoff of Phase Five, as it were. We'll be talking all spoilers on Quantum Mania, the new Ant Man and the Wasp movie, uh, just released theaters this past weekend. Uh, we all saw it, and uh, I guess primarily, you know, we should probably recap. You know, we've never done an Ant Man episode, so maybe bring everybody up to speed on Have we where not? we are. We've not done a solo wow. man. <laughs> that, Everyone's favorite Avenger. That kind right. of startles me. So, Mike, you just said we're kicking off phase five. We just wrapped up phase four, I guess, quote mm-hmm. unquote. Uh, Normie listeners go back. We just did uh, Black Panther, of course, Wakanda Forever. Now we're kicking things off. Is this officially off. a new phase? It, it's, boy, here we are. It, I I've guess. been seeing them calling this as <laughs> the start thought? of phase five. And hey, who I thought? don't Look at us. understand what the phases mean anymore. I don't I don't understand mm-hmm. any of it. But yes, let's let's, let's let's do what you said. Let's give our history of the man because uh, phase not to spoil it for the man in the watch. Oh my Jeez. God. Well, Jesus, this is my point. Not to spoil for listeners, but I think you two have watched all Ant-Man material possible. Jesus. Strangely yeah. enough. God, God have yeah. mercy on your souls. What was your prep, Colin, before you we get into our experience? <laughs> you through essentially cyberbullying of just hearing how much you guys are going into it. After watching this film, I watched uh, uh, both the other two theatrically released films on Disney Plus, but I did oh, wow. not go as far as you guys. Got it, got it. Yeah, I guess I I'm kind of the biggest Ant-Man apologist. I, I, I stand up for him. You don't need to be apologized for. He's a good yeah. character. A good I just guy. think he's underappreciated. Yeah. yeah, he's a good guy. Scott Lang, sure. you know, every man. But uh, I was a fan of, you know, the Edgar Wright directing decision. You know, I'm a big Edgar Wright fan. So unfortunately, he didn't stay on. But, you know, I like the first two movies a lot. I think they have a lot of charm. And it's like Ant-Man is uh, the Spider-Man for adults. He's just like a normal guy. With some normal problems, right? Um, Named after so, an insect. Yeah, yeah an insect. And, you know, I like <laughs> the, the everyman. He's not a billionaire. He's not the Hulk. He's not a super soldier. He's just a guy who can thieve and has a shrinking suit, right? It's kind of, yeah. 
He's, he's grounded. I like that. But I, I like the Ant-Man character in Marvel a lot. I watched both of them. And then I watched just Endgame because he's not wow. in Infinity War. So I just wanted to right. see when he pops out of that van. And I have a yes. thesis by the end of this whole episode. I'll get it in the wrap up that I think Ant-Man is the most important Avenger if we're strictly looking at how the movies have played wow. out. So Amazing. Yeah. He is very important to Endgame. Like you said, like he kicks off the entire reason that they're able to go back in time and everything no time travel Um, without him you know yeah for me i watched uh starting you know this past week i watched ant-man ant-man and the wasp and then after that i was like well i gotta watch endgame like you did but then i started watching endgame i was like wait a minute i have to watch infinity war before i watch endgame i can't just go in straight into endgame so i watched infinity war and then i watched endgame i just watched both of those this weekend and uh I'm glad I did because actually Infinity War, even though Scott Lang's not in it, they do mention him. And mm. if you look at the timeline, Ant-Man and the Wasp is basically happening when Infinity War is happening because they get blipped at the very end in the, mm-hmm. the post credit sequence. So for me, it was very rewarding to watch all of those. And uh, I think Infinity War and Endgame, they are more rewatchable than than the average MCU. And I think Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I, that was the one mcu movie that i had never seen up until then hmm. so i'd seen every other movie in the mcu what? finally watched that yeah for the first time ant-man wow. I, watched, I saw in theaters so i rewatched that for the first time huh and you know just what missed doing? it yeah i just never got around to it i was like i'll catch it on streaming at some point never got around to it never seemed really never bad. needed an excuse prior <laughs> yeah it <laughs> makes sense yeah and it turns out i mean i do like that movie but it's pretty low stakes in terms of the overall MCU impact. So mm-hmm. just never got around to it, but I did enjoy watching it this week. Interesting. I think it's better than the first one. Kind of It's more wow. fun, but uh, anyway, it it's is fun. low stakes. Yeah. Uh, I went as it's far just, as to yeah. watch they Oh, sorry. Yeah. On Disney no plus they have um, the Ant-Man shorts. They're like three minute long cartoons. Ooh. They're not Scott Lang. It's just like a separate set of cartoons. They're really stupid. Don't watch those, but, but did you watch? Fine. Uh, hmm. Civil War at all because he's in that airport ah. scene in Civil War. Fight so you want to watch every Scott Lang scene and uh, first Giant Man appearance, I believe. Correct. Yes. Yeah, I, I did not watch uh, the Germany fight scene, but I'd seen it. And that know. ties into Ant Man and the Wasp, right? Uh, of course. But, but now uh, here we are. Hey, hey, Jacob, how big did you get? How big did you get? Twenty-seven uh, feet. I have big. Uh, yeah, 65 feet. 65. <laughs> oh my man! That's pretty he gets big. even bigger in him and the Wasp, right? That's probably the that's, biggest he's. But been. the thing is, he gets bigger by scale in Quantumania, But we'll get to that. He's but kind really of like, like an yeah. inch tall. He's like a kaiju, but it's like he's an inch tall. Yeah, yeah relatively speaking. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's probably the biggest he ever gets. Is maybe bigger than Ant Man too, but. Um, is he bigger than ever right now? A new movie just dropped. Obviously, mixed uh, Rotten Tomatoes score from the critics. The audience seems to be a little warmer on it. But uh, yeah, I mean, if we got a uh, mixed, mm-hmm. it's the I think officially the second MCU movie to ever get in a Rotten score after That's the Eternals. Eternals, which is a Russian movie that I actually liked. So, so. Divisive, you know, we're not splitting hairs here, but we will be probably splitting atoms and particles as we shrink down to go into the quantum universe. Uh, let's talk the new movie, I guess, right after this. Uh, quantum Mania, let's do it.
We're back here on Normies Like Us. We're, we're getting small, y'all, because we're talking Ant-Man. That's right. The hero that's tiny but packs a big punch. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh, and it's, of course, not just Ant-Man. It is Ant-Man of the Wasp. Quantum. Jump Maybe, tap. Uh, jump tap. Mm-hmm. Jump tap. You're not doing it right, I saw. <laughs> You're like this big. But yeah, Quantumania, the biggest... Uh ant guy you know theatrical release it's uh, it is the largest in scale of his films we'll talk about plot points spoilers all that but i want to ask you guys theater going experience how was it uh, for you guys uh my my theater was interesting but i want to i want right. to go God. second uh just visually uh uh jake and i went together i, I gotta yes. say i always love when we can we'll do 3d um we like to do the my- sunday afternoon Mm-hmm. Right before we record the pod, you know, little 3D matinee. So you get the matinee ticket price. So it's like $15 or whatever for a 3D movie. That's pretty good, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the best. <laughs> that is yeah. a good deal. But I think we kind of agreed we didn't like the 3D very much. No. We didn't think it was very good. Didn't really stand out pretty much just through the transitioning scene, but immediately gone. But uh, other than that, not not too crazy mike what uh what shenanigans went down at your viewing well i'm just saying you know was it was it crowded you know did he have a, a full uh, house it's the afternoon so full, yeah it was like 2 40 yeah. p.m so. i'll say 50 percent, maybe 50 percent full audience. okay yeah so yeah. i went to uh, my local koreatown theater you know watch the uh screen x korean subs version it was sunday evening sunday at 7 p.m that's like pretty decent holiday weekend movie going time you'd think sure there was uh this is the largest screen at this theater and there were less than 20 people at this Uh, screening really uh which i don't know might indicate have something to do with performance i don't know what the box office is on this but it seemed like either everybody was so excited they went friday and saturday that they just no one needed to go Sunday. I just or, don't think. I'm yeah. not sure Ant Man has the, I, the popularity of a. Is he a big draw? In America. I, I, just, <laughs> I just tell it, Jacob. I went out for drinks with some work friends on on the night, two nights before we went and saw the film, and I was telling them that I was going to see the movie, and the the wife of the person I was with said, "Wow!" And Paul Rudd's playing a superhero for the first time. That's so cool. I was like, no, this is actually like his sixth movie as Ant-Man, basically. Yeah, maybe yeah. some what-if stuff if I forgot if he did a voice here and there. Oh, but yeah, sure, he's maybe. done a lot of yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, with the Avengers Endgame and everything. Yeah, so yeah. people just don't hey, seem to care. I guess it's in the comics, too, you know, to be fair, we've done some research on Ant-Man in the comic books and stuff. The Hank Pym of the comics is kind of a piece of shit. He's like an alcoholic he's a spousal abuser to janet he has a lot of problems you know attempt suicide he's got some mental deficiencies and he had behavioral problems um so now we have kindly hank pym you know michael douglas and i think it's smart to just give us scott lang it's like here's a second ant-man we'll just skip all the baggage we'll retcon the character for the mcu but you know we're kind of introduced to the character with a second version of ant-man yes. which is interesting michael scott douglas is from the comics too right or Scott Lang does take over the character in the comic books. He's uh, the the second Ant-Man, as it were, a thief who exactly kind of the plot of the first film gets wrapped up in an espionage mission with the mm-hmm. original Hank Pym, um, who I just wanted to say real quick, Michael Douglas, who ha- we have as a society transformed from a person who literally embodied 
sleaze and dirt and grossness and sex in the 80s literally was the genre like sex thriller was michael douglas <laughs> right now sure. post throat cancer has just become like kindly, kindly sweet <laughs> gentle grandfather michael douglas it's so yeah. fascinating to see and i i, I like it wouldn't hurt a fly mike <laughs> Because okay, they're related well. to ants. We did punch that guy once. <laughs> right. The old uh, uh, shield guy. That's right. right. No, but I do like, I like the cast of characters in the Ant-Man universe before we get into the plot. Like, I like Hank. I like uh, Hope. I like Scott Lang. I like, you know, the father angle because, you know, Hank wasn't really a great dad. He was just more kind of absentee, you know, and Hope feels like she doesn't, you know, even she's like pushed him out of the company as one of the votes. So he's got a strained relationship with his daughter. Scott's trying to build his relationship with his daughter because he was in jail, you know. So they're both yeah. trying to kind of reconcile with the mistakes of their past. You know, I like that arc. The second movie is kind of more building on the family dynamics. You know, they get Janet back. Right. Um, I like the family angle, not to Fast and the Furious it, but it's like the one thing that Ant-Man has that none of the other characters really do. That's very know. true. Um, yeah. I was thinking that too, because like Scott Lang's relationship with his daughter really defines his arc in the movies more so than most. Like now they're giving all the Avengers kids, like Thor's got a kid now. Yeah. Hulk. Iron Man a has kid. a kid in Endgame. Iron you know? Man has a kid in Endgame. So they're all getting kids. But his thing is like he's been a dad and he's like missed a lot of time with his daughter because he's been in jail. And you, then he was in the quantum realm for five for, years. Yep. So it's 10 it's, years you know, of a 17 year old daughter's life or whatever God presumably yeah, he's been he missing arrest yeah but so. to jacob's point on a visibility or you know like just wholesome scale the fact that he has trudy greer as his ex-wife like as a character in these movies for this for us for the hero of this film not to this be movie, a though. single dad not yeah. this movie <laughs> right, right right single dad who has an ex-wife and a nice stepdad who's not going to be like the you know evil stepmom villain of the film no no no, we're not doing any of that well, it's a positive representation of yeah. what weird new family damage Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sorry. and the stepdad Bobby Cannavale, he's like this cop that like is sort of an antagonist in the first movie to to Scott Lang, but, but then over time and they, they like like each other in Ant Man yeah. and the Wasps. So yeah, it's yeah. like a new modern family. Yeah, yeah, and even the Hope Van Dyne, you know, now he's Hope's got his like, new girlfriend, kind of yeah. raising Cassie too. Yeah, and you love to we see, see it. in this movie. Yeah, it continues. Hank Pym, Grandpa Hank. And we're getting stepmom. We're getting Grandpa Hank. We're going to get Cassie Lang, who yeah. is incredibly familiar with everyone, I guess, even for the fact that they were all blipped together. She was alone. It's not like she was spending yeah. time with Hank Pym while oh, everyone was Janet there. and Hank were all blipped. And Scott was Scott stuck was in the stuck. quantum realm. Yeah. Snap. We, we don't even know if Judy Greer, maybe she was blipped too. We don't know. Yeah. Presumably not, because that would be too sad for Cassie to just be alone <laughs> for five just, straight if years. That scene in Endgame, the opening scene, is Paul Rudd finding her living in that abandoned house alone, <laughs> The Last of Us yeah. style. I will oh, lose man. my just her and Anton. Just <laughs> Let's living. We're just talking characters before we go yeah, to the yeah. big movie. Opinions. Yeah, Mike, you love yeah. this guy, Paul yeah. Rudd. What do we think, actor-wise, as Scott Lang? Perfect. That's great. That's why I think I like the character because yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the the meme is true. Paul Rudd does not age. Well, he's I mean, in the yep. quantum realm. 
He's in right. a time vortex. Like you can't hours. age in those. Five, years mm-hmm. is five hours to him. So, <laughs> makes yeah, sense. a ten-year career in Marvel is you know five hours to him. Yeah, Iron Man came out in what, 2015. Oh, don't say 2014, like that something like that's, that. That's, that's a 15, eight years yeah. ago. Bring that up. How dare yeah. you? That was a it's blip wild. ago, a blip and a half ago. But uh, uh, no. But here's uh, yeah, he's he wasn't a very popular comic book character anyway. Like his, you know, they, they did start the Avengers and I have a theory about that later too like him and Janet were kind of started the original Avengers team and Janet even comes up with the name in the comics right so they're they're part of the original Avengers with Iron Man Hulk and Thor um not doing that here obviously but maybe the new Avengers we need a new dad mom combo well in the MCU they kind of they make Hank Pym uh like uh well, elder like John Slattery, uh, Tony Stark's dad yes. era, where they're like the old Shield in the seventies. Yep. Stark, Howard Stark. That's right. So it's yeah. kind of cool how that they tie him into that. Yeah. Now he's just kind of chilling, not dealing with the Starks. He's just doing his own thing, and that's why there's less involvement with like the End Game, Infinity War stakes of kind of this character initially. You yeah. know what one of my favorite scenes of all time is the end game scene where you see his original helmet and you get young Michael Douglas going like, I love ants. <laughs> He's like running yeah. around like all yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a little stuff like that's cool. Now, even um, um, like a yeah. couple, I, I guess just a couple notes on the first two, because they sure. have throwaways like, oh, Darren thinks, oh, I heard the stories of the Ant-Man. You know, I thought it was mm-hmm. bullshit. Tales to Astonish. And that's like the book right. that Ant-Man debuted in. Um, and I don't know, there's just something quaint and I like the crew. I like the crew. Yeah. I was Luis and stuff too. And I'm Michael sad Pena, that they're not featured in the new movie. So. T.I. David yeah, we all agree with everything T.I.'s ever done. Let's just say right. it here. <laughs> Especially traveling um, safely with weapons in the vehicle. <laughs> but, yeah, um, where's Michael, I've, Michael Pena to me is like maybe the second most important character of the first two Ant-Mans. Like he's wow. really the heart of it yeah. to me. Uh, he's the, you know, he's the Ned to, to Spider-Man. He's the, the friend character and he's just, they could have thrown him like an after the credit scene or something in this one. I don't well, know. Well, cause here's the thing. They, they, he does a lot of knocking people out in the first movie, right? But then they yeah. established that he's the only guy to knock out that big guy when he left jail. So he has the ability to knock people out with one right. punch. That's his one thing. And he does mention, hey, can I one get a suit? Punch, maybe like a, a moderately powered one or maybe no powers. And I'm like, yeah, I texted nothing. you guys, Even Louise better get say. his suit. And, and yeah. I'm sad That's about that. That's what I'm saying. So scene. Like he could have, you could have had him telling a story, drunk history style where there are people about how they know. went to the quantum mania. Yeah. Yeah. This guy but, King the Conqueror, right? He said, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. This movie so the crew is missed. No yeah. TI. David Dasmalkian actually does voice a character in this movie, but it's a different character. So I don't know. If yeah. You that. So I guess but, that's our ant summary of the ant family, the characters, the what adventures they've been on, you know, they dealt with ghosts and stuff. And now it's a uh, post end game. You know, they saved the, the day. Thing, yeah. yeah. About the first movie. Corey stole the villain in the mm. first movie. Maybe he'll pop up again in this mm. one, right? Interesting. That's right. What the an idea. Jacket. What a That's thought. right. So a lot of things that are set up in the first movie or first two movies are paid off here, like like similar to that. But yeah. it is a very different movie. The stakes are different because it's the, it's the most Avengers-like adventure that Ant-Man has been on by himself. So very different so, kind of Yeah, thing. the first two movies, they're kind of like low-key... The first one's like a heist movie where they're just doing a heist. Mm-hmm. Uh, very low key, like I said. And the second one's like two charming. people trying to heist them. 
Yeah. They're trying to prevent being heisted by two different parties, <laughs> gonna, basically. They got a portable labor- laboratory. They're trying to not get stolen. This I one, love that lab on jumping, wheels. Yeah. They're just jumping <laughs> right funny. in the quantum realm, going on a whole adventure. And it's very different than the first two, but I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, let's let's rip and roll it. Yeah, we get by the 15 minute mark. We're in the quantum realm. The crew, unfortunately, not a part of this movie. But yeah, let's let's go. Quantum mania. Let's let's do it. Well, we, yes, we get a different crew. We get, we get a little bit more of our extended family, as we talked about. So we've got Michelle Pfeiffer as the original wasp. We've got a different wasp, of course, Evangeline mm-hmm. Lilly. And now we have mm, older purple wasp, Kathleen. purple ant person yeah what is what are we calling <laughs> what do we call ant yeah. girl just ant girl Catherine, for now ant girl. newton uh newly introduced in this film now playing cassie lang as ant girl that's right the third actress to play cassie lang <laughs> correct in the first two movies she was a Love young to see child it. then she had a brief scene in endgame where she was an older as teen. emma Furman. yes mm-hmm. and now she is i guess in her early 20s or maybe i guess do they say she's like 18 or something i think the actress is in her early 20s i don't know the exact age of the character but you know sure. she's five or six and then he's disappeared for 10 years you know she's you know but we a nice parallel where i her would first love scene, yeah. just one character real quick jacob out loud saying by the way it's this year in the mcu it's 20 2026 <laughs> i'd be like oh okay dude 2026 <laughs> was like when well, the game was happening yeah it's been yeah. like 10 years since i guess that. i don't know oh, what God. year the blip happened in and the five-year time jump who knows but i don't have the timeline memorized plus time is time is really a cage it's not what you think it is find out yeah she was a young child in in the first ant-man now 18 something like that but i think she said she was six in the first ant-man so whatever okay so 12 years something like that yeah um it's a nice parallel to how we meet scott lang in the first ant-man where her first scene is her calling from jail him having to get her out of jail because she's doing some political activism or something. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, you know, chip, chip off the old block, but he, he, you know, he doesn't like it, but he's pissed, you know, right. It's good stuff. And he's, you know, he's kind of sitting on his laurels having saved the world. So he's writing a book and he's chilling. And then hope is now very successful taking over the family business, which I like that is kind of going back to the comic where pretty much like, Janet was rich and Hank would just chill and do experiments like she was the benefactor. And we're kind of getting that dynamic with Hope doing all the making the money, doing the lab stuff. And he's just writing a book. So we're kind of getting those dynamics from the comics in placed on to Hope. Believe it in the first movie, she was kind of like co-running the lab with Darren Cross. Right. Yeah. Um, But yeah, she's like CEO, I guess, of Pim Pim Van Dyne Industries or whatever. Uh, Mm -hmm. But they're one big happy family. Uh, but we find out Cassie's been doing some experiments with the quantum realm uh, that Janet, who doesn't want to talk about the quantum and doesn't realm have all, powers right? anymore. Right. She doesn't have <laughs> quantum healing to uh, no longer Scott's body being of the quantum realm. But of course, we know in the last film spent 20 years down there is incredibly years, familiar with it. 30 mm-hmm. years and just yeah. has not passed on any knowledge or information about it. Anytime they bring it up, she's like, I don't want to talk about it. You know, bad memories and everything. But then Hold she on, gets Jacob. They didn't because... have pizza down in the quantum realm. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. They just had tardigrades and shit, I guess. And if I could pause, I, I yeah. want to bring up this makes 
it, it creates an inconsistency in my mind. And again, the time travel, everything about this is going to be confusing for every MCU I, movie going yeah. forward. Oh, but yeah. if Scott Lang spent five hours, that was five years. How could Janet spend 30 years down there? What does that but mean? Ty, yeah, Ty time's different. The same way down there. Don't worry <laughs> you're right, about it. You're right. Don't think there, about it. But, but yeah. there are lines to support this where in the post credit scene of Ant-Man and the Wasp, he says on radio to uh, Scott as he's in the quantum realm, don't get caught in a time vortex. You're like, okay, who has any oh, idea what yeah. that means? And right. then in this film, we know, we'll talk about, certain yeah. beings are separated from our group and oh, yeah. experience millennia at a time. That's I would true. imagine they went through right. a time storm. Now, if... Scott had gone through the one where he'd lived a thousand years in one day. Wouldn't he have just gone insane? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, if you remember in Endgame, when they're doing the time travel experience experiments, uh, he comes back as like a baby, and then yes. he comes back as an old man. So they're, yep. he's, doing, he's aging weirdly in Endgame. And that's just that's through true. traveling through the quantum realm. They are able to time travel. Guys, explain to me how that works. <laughs> so in Endgame, they say... They're going to enter the, the quantum realm at one point and leave it at a different point in time. So you can leave it in the past. Because it's kind of this um, weird nexus to, where time means yeah. nothing. Well, yeah. Janet should have done that. Yeah, she should have. But <laughs> pretty much you had to throw out everything about she the She had an offer on the table, the to be two fair. Movies. And because from Endgame. <laughs> and yeah. from Endgame. Because even when they go to the... the quantum realm and it's just like her floating around with some tardigrades and some random yeah. debris right obviously much different in this one and we find out there's like a whole civilization down there and like all kinds yeah. of a whole society going on down there that Multiple she never societies. talked about now and, i yeah we're kind of getting there i just want to say for comic book fans i think this is a really interesting point so in the marvel universe there was this thing called the microverse. There's no such thing as the quantum realm in the comic books. They mm, say, okay. I'm going to the microverse. And they say that because Hasbro and them made a handshake agreement to create this thing that bonds the, the Marvel comics in a new property they were inventing called the Micronauts, who are okay. like astronauts for micro, the microverse, mm-hmm. which was a cast of characters that would go down through the microverse and exist in this tiny society, not a quantum society, but, you know, like microscopic, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Now, they were led by uh, somebody named Gentara, if that sounds familiar. Mm. But again, maybe we'll we'll talk about all this. Wild. We'll call him the, uh, the quote Ant-Man and the Wasp. Do you guys just put quantum on the beginning of everything? <laughs> but, but Jacob, <laughs> something that Marvel now has to do in order to just not pay Hasbro money. They go, no, 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 this has nothing to do with all that stuff, even though we're using all those characters and it's conceptually a very small world where things live. <laughs> right. Yeah. And there's a conqueror and quantum. a it's revolution. It's this it's isn't quantum. the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's legally distinct. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad they're going to this because I was wondering... How did Janet survive down there? What was she like eating? Right. I wondered that when I saw Amy and the Wasp. Like, how did she live down there for 30 years? Do you just years? not have to eat? Yeah, like, I was curious yeah. the same way. That's what I thought it was. She was like, everyone keeps saying and... this thing about existing out of space and time, that it just seems like you are frozen down there. But no, it, we... Because she aged, it's yeah. It's not that at all. Yeah, of so, course. It's all confusing. But we get we do get the quantum verse going on. Uh, we get so, pulled down in there, right? Because yeah, well, Cassie's, Cassie's experimenting. sending a signal... 
to there. So this is what's annoying about Janet, and I'll get into Janet a little bit. But <laughs> she she doesn't want to talk about the quantum realm, but then she gets like angry that Cassie didn't ask her about it and talk to Hank about it and was like working with Hank on the experience. She's like, you didn't ask me. I was in the quantum realm. It's like, well, you never want to talk about it. And then we've asked you 700 times down there. (laughs) Yeah. You invented the Hubble telescope, (laughs) but quantum is what the character says. Mm -hmm. It's what an 18 year old, uh, presumably high school senior or college (laughs) freshman invented this quantum technology. Yeah. Well, if Uncle Um, Hank's helping you, he can say, oh, you invented that. I didn't help that much. <laughs> right. Grandpa yeah. Hank, what if we mapped it? Uh yeah, what do you think I've been trying to do my whole life, you fucking moron? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um yeah. But now so he's got all, all that free time, he's retired. <laughs> they they get sucked down in the quantum realm through this somehow the signal revert reverses or inverts and sucks them all into the quantum realm. Someone heard uh, the signal that shouldn't have a nefarious yes. agent and uses it against them and pulls them through the quantum realm along with uh, some lab supplies and a big ass yes. ant farm. But some they all ants. get sucked in. <laughs> some ants doing ant technology. And yeah. then they get kind of split up. Then the group gets split. Ant we kind of end up. Right. We get Scott and Cassie are separated from uh, Janet Open and Hank, Hank and Hope. They're Janet. a separate and, and crew. And here's what I was happy about. Father-daughter adventure. Very cool. Good for Ant-Man and his daughter. Mm -hmm. Parents Uh, and daughter. Yeah. Parents and daughter because the Wasp, after all this time of not having her mother in her life for two films, it's like, yes, please don't split them up for this movie. So thank God they they were put together. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because Janet is a big part of this movie. And obviously Michelle Pfeiffer, she's not really seen in Ant- I don't even think they cast her in Ant-Man 1 to mm. see the Wasp with her suit on and stuff, but it could have been any actress yeah, or yeah. whatever. Correct. Then she she's in like the very end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, basically, when she comes out of the quantum realm. Now she's like a main character in this movie, and she's like their guide to the quantum realm because she knows all its secrets, even though she's refusing to talk about them for, for a lot of the movie, which is another thing that kind of annoyed me because she's just like, listen, I'll, I can't explain right now. I'll explain later. It's like, why don't you explain now? You know, then then we are surrounded with endless cliche adventure movie scenes of like, I'll deal with this. Hold on. (laughs) Rough, rough slash slash. Ha ha ha. It was all a joke. Oh, the situation wasn't dangerous at all. Oh my God. He said, meet all our old buddies. Movies. Yeah. Essentially say there's, there's a whole star Wars going on down here in the quantum realm. We got got Raiders. We got cantinas. We got empires. We got rebellions. People. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, we got it's Landos. It's not just us saying this. The reviews are saying this. All the other fans are saying this. Quick shout out because I do want to do like a Star Wars corner here. But we all recently, uh, mm-hmm. not even recently, we've all now officially done episodes of the Cargo Bay podcast, our sort of Star Wars sister podcast. We're about yep. to talk some Star Wars Marvel influence. But if you're not subscribed to them, do yourself a favor. Listen to that podcast. Absolutely. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, um, which maybe we can talk quantum mania on that show sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, we're getting cantina scenes. We're getting right. uh, flying vehicles that are like shooting things and doing like crazy things you've never seen before. You're getting literal like Chewbacca blowing up in the ship, uh, you know, going away. No, he's not. He's actually OK over there. Scene. We get a villain redemption yes. arc. Yes, we get a Darth Vader. I mean, we, we get, get a Darth, Darth Vader. Vader. I, like, More I machine than man. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if you could just have Darth Vader, look, it's never too late to stop being a dick. You could have solved a lot of problems. Really? Two, 
two very uh, good points that Cassie makes in this movie. One that you just said, you, you, yeah. never too late to stop being a dick, we'll get there. But the first very important one she makes is, just because it's not happening to you doesn't mean it's not happening. Uh, and I think yes. that's yeah. one of the best things in this movie is that one line. A hundred percent. You know? And I'll tell you, I think one of the big themes of this movie. Yes. Let me just rant for a second here. About yeah. This, sort of the political themes of it. So we have, you know, Scott Lang... Paul Rudd is is Gen X, right? He hmm. he belongs to this generation called Gen X. Before them was the Boomers. They were basically our parents. We're Millennials. You guys all know this. Yeah. Uh, Gen Z is the generally the children of Gen X, right? So Gen X, they were kind of in their twenties and thirties in the the eighties and nineties. Now they're getting older. Um, and then you have Gen Z, their kids who are a lot more sort of politically active, more uh, politically opinionated or minded and saying like, Hey, things in this world like suck and we could like fix them. Gen X is kind of, to me, you know, I mentioned this on, on last week's on the, about talking about the last of us, the Gen X kind of politics <laughs> yeah, yeah. of it all, but yeah. um, they're kind of the, the generation of apathy, right? They kind of grew right. up in the eighties and nineties. Like, Oh, the coolest thing is to like not care at all about anything. Right. Kind of mm-hmm. that post ironic uh, sensibility. And that's kind of what I think of Gen X and they kind of, you know, they got older, they got some more money and they just kind of gave up on trying to like make the world a better place. And I think that's cool. what this movie is kind of saying. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Their kids are now saying, no, you can't just give up. Like just because bad things aren't happening to you doesn't mean they're not happening. Right. Yeah. There's, or in another really... universe, it has rippling effects of like when to act. Yeah. Yeah. There's literally a revolution. I mean, literally people are fighting back against the stuff. Now, Cassie's yeah. early lines that we all just said are her saying, like, there's a housing crisis. We need to be doing more. Like, no joke. And Jacob, there's literally my favorite line in this movie, which is old man Hank Pym pointing to ants and going, look, I know socialism's a dirty word. But like, <laughs> yeah. be more like their yeah. society. <laughs> he just <laughs> loves ants. Uh, I love that. See, I'm just, just saying. Amps, I'm just say, I've been saying it for you. <laughs> the years. line for this movie is multiple characters say to Hank Pym, man, you really like ants. And he's like, yes, my thing is ants. <laughs> Even when yeah. Janet says, I know you love your ants and I love that you do. You know, it's, yeah. it's like she yeah, supports his hobbies. is uh, a socialist society. It's good. Uh-huh. Between yes, that and uh, it's the this... secret message of this film. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just to shout out The Last of Us, if you've seen last night's episode, there's a little uh, communism reference there where they're talking about communism. So, look, it's a big week for leftist economic <laughs> for, for systems, leftist I guess. Economic Literal systems. communes, yes. Yeah, yeah we're maybe I was too hard on, on uh, old Craig Mason. But anyways. <laughs> uh, yes, so, so there are... Uh, and the arc that Scott Lang has to go through is like, oh, just because you save the world in Endgame, like you can't just rest on your laurels. And Cassie has to kind of convince him like, because he doesn't even want to help out with this whole revolution and everything in, in the quantum realm. She's like, no, we should help out. Like, mm-hmm. he's just like, no, we need to get out of here. Like, he just wants to protect his daughter. She's like, you got to think about the world around you more than just yourself and your family. Yeah, so I right. Like that yeah, I think that's very wow. good. That's that's really insightful, Jacob. And again, all these themes are just multiplied infinitely because of if other universes are getting destroyed. It's the same reason Janet decides not to make a deal with the devil. You know, we'll get that reveal pretty soon here. Yeah. But it's like and they even- she knows that the needs of the many are greater than the needs of the few or one and decides to back out of it. You know, and we find out more about her past in the quantum realm where she's like, yeah, I was like a freedom fighter or a, or a terrorist, you know, depending on how you, you look at things. Um, and that's kind of what, you know, revolutions are. Sometimes they can be painted as 
terrorists yeah. by the, you know, uh, oppressive forces. Force more interesting so- language in this film. <laughs> yeah. I, I can yeah. I just say this real quick while we're talking about all this stuff before we go back to our, again, more Star Wars band of rebels? Again, yeah, we're yeah. We're getting ready for a head. Uh, and say, giving you your political primer. About, yeah. <laughs> and now. And just analyzing and just going into this film. We're doing it more than we were for Wakanda and stuff. And I want to say it's because. I kind of liked this movie. I, I kind of, <laughs> yeah. this, this, I, I'm going to say this. I know you guys maybe feel different. This is my favorite Ant-Man movie. Mm. Ah, okay. Yeah. Let's get that out of the way. It's hard for me to choose because it is so different from the first yes. two. And those are a lot of fun and just very low key and charming. This one's got a lot more going on in terms of the world building and just like the yeah. scope of it all. But I did like this movie. I think there's problems with it. I think it's not oh, yeah. perfect mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> But compare it to Wakanda Forever, Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah. Multiverse Again, of Doctor Madness. Strange, Eternal, yeah. Shang-Chi, Black Widow, all the recent fair. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it was it was it's reliable to see our pal Scott, Mike. It's always reliable to see Scott. I have a I'm of two minds with this. I think it's a, a above average MCU movie. It has problems, but it's a below average Ant-Man movie. Ah, but it also has some of the highest peaks of the Ant-Man character and the characters in his little hope van. It has some of the highest highs yeah. of an Ant-Man story. It's just it, like the some least, of the valleys are a little low. Yeah. It has the least to do with like the Ant-Man of it all of like things shrinking and getting big. Like that happens in this yeah. movie, but it's not like the most important thing about it. The, no. When he is like grabbing the sun creature out of the sky and growing in size, that is, you can literally feel the writer being told, hey, 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 he hasn't done like a size thing. Yeah, anymore. adding like, more like, hey, size changing <laughs> and stuff. It's like, right. Yeah. He has to get big because a boulder falls. No, they're not in a cave. They're in the quantum realm. Yeah. The, the sun comes up and he has to like you know, catch it. it. And you're like, <laughs> well, again, they're all super small because they're in the quantum yes. realm. So them changing size is really only relative to. Like, even when he's big, he's still so So, small that you couldn't even see him with a microscope. Still microscopic, yeah. When it is taxing on him, Jacob, to maintain a larger size, to to the question you were asking, relativity-wise, because he is moving from small to, like, let's say, like, 80 feet by the end, quote-unquote, to be, like, this huge thing, and so is his daughter. She's, like, blacking out from the strain it's taking. Okay, but, like, you are microscopic right now is it going to like kill you to get huge again because you think that would take like all your fucking energy yeah could you just grow your way out of the quantum realm to become human size again with the ant-man suit powers would that even work i don't know is that how the first ant movie resolves does he just hear cassie's voice and just get big (laughs) he he puts the disc in his regulator that makes it big yes so yes you can to make it big or whatever it becomes (laughs) it seems that he's done that then the chart yeah i mean you know i but he's still pressing the the button on his thing yeah Yeah. you know it's it's not like you bad janet didn't think of that this yeah. film has, yeah. unfortunately, to work around all this, a ton of portals. This is a portal movie. There are yeah. about four different portals, all different colors. <laughs> I just, I did not like any of them. Mm. Yeah. Well, we should mention, I just want to mention, so this was written by Jeff Loveness, who is 
a Rick and Morty writer, and this is the second Rick and Morty writer now that's like doing Marvel stuff. Because yeah, we Michael Waldron. Michael hmm. Waldron, who did Loki and Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Now we have Jeff Loveness, who's also writing Kang Dynasty, I think. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, and shout writer. out to, what is her name? Ah, Charlotte. Ye, I think who who or please look this up, Mike. Who did She Hulk? Mm-hmm. Is of course also another uh, Rick and Morty writer. Writer, right, right. So they're getting all these Rick and Morty writers. Obviously, we had the Russo brothers. They started with Community. Uh, Thank you. You know Dan Harmon's other show. So we have all these Rick and Morty. Uh, probably you know Harmon proteges coming in, and I gotta say this movie feels very star wars it also feels very rick and morty and yeah rick and morty basically did their own star wars with the whole rickiverse or whatever the the council of ricks and all that stuff right mm-hmm. and this feels a lot like that where there's all these weird characters uh there's all this world building but it doesn't make that much sense if you think about it. it's just kind of like instead of aliens because they're not in outer space they're in the quantum realm they're just like different i don't even know what they are like microscopic organisms there's also humans some of them look like humans yeah <laughs> Um, well, some but, look like broccoli. Yeah, <laughs> which is a very Rick and Morty have, thing. Yeah, yeah, some are made of goo and don't have holes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe we should just rip the Band-Aid here, because I think we need to set up. Obviously, we're talking about the Star Wars, right? What is the Empire, right? Obviously, yeah. we have Who's known the from Emperor? the trailers. We have our tease with Loki. Don, Don, Kang the Don. Conqueror uh, <gasps> right after he this. Who remains. That's right. We're back here on Normies Like Us. We are talking Aang, the Conqueror. That's right. We're talking the villain of Ant yeah. and the Wasp, Quantumania. Yeah. So, I mean, we see in the trailer that it's Kang the Conqueror. We learned, as Jacob said, he who remains in the Loki show. He's like, hey, Sylvie, if you kill me, it's going to unleash some Kangs. And she does it anyway. And now we got one of those Kangs. And he was exiled here. Janet kind of helps him out. He's pretending to be a good guy. And it kind of... Gives him his powers back a little bit, almost helps him escape. She decides not to, and now he's pissed off. But while trapped down there, he builds an empire and then conquers yes. all the other societies, and the rebels are rebelling against him. So he's kind of the empire in this, but played by the wonderful Jonathan Majors. You know we love Lovecraft Country, uh, Creed Three, uh, Michael right. B. Jordan connection, you know, Black Panther. Oh, yeah. like, I'm oh, yeah. excited for that. So, yeah, we'd like to see some Jonathan Majors, uh, and I think the he does a great job. Mm-hmm. Great Western and the, on Netflix. If, and the airplane you know, movie that I haven't out. watched yet on Paramount. Yes. Uh, but Ben Powell, who loves doing plane movies. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, but our second Kang so far. Yeah. Oh, so sure. I'm, yeah. There's still a lot about Kang that hasn't really been explained in the movies yet. And I, you know, as we, you know, as we get into the Kang dynasty and everything, it'll be explained more, but obviously there's a bunch of different versions of him. We even see at the end, uh, so he who remains was the first version of him that we saw in Loki. Um, this one is the exiled one who like we find out he's did a he's like killed entire timelines and stuff like he messes with the timelines, erases mm-hmm. entire timelines. He's killed trillions, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's kind of how he's going to be the next, obviously, big bad uh, Thanos style. He's the Thanos of this next phase. But I think to differentiate him from Thanos, he's not just like super powerful. He's got like a bunch of different versions of him is that right yeah yeah, yeah. 
there's many multiverses obviously out there. Each of them generally has a Kang, and more times than not, he generally has a appetite for conquering things. But at <laughs> one point, all the other Kangs are like, this guy is a little too about it, and he's starting to conquer us. <laughs> so they exiled him because he yes. was a little yeah. too conquery for, for their and good. And maybe the only thing I should have watched other than these Ant-Man movies was rewatch Loki for those oh, key who remain scenes to remember God, what happened. <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah. You guys really blew it by not doing that. They're great scenes though. Cause I re- I saw some of them and like, yeah, Jonathan majors, man, the way he plays this yeah. Kong versus he who remains it's, it's night and day. And he, he's just, it's going to be fun to see him as a hundred thousand different versions of this character in TV yeah. movies. Like, you know, we're going to get a post credit scene. It's interesting there's, there's to see a bunch how of it them. turns out. I mean, it's cool that instead of being like a green screen purple guy, he can just like put on a different bu- bunch of different like hats and like a few different personalities. Like, That's right. Uh, a little, little Pharaoh cost. Really lean yeah. into the improv. Yes. And this, yeah. will you, Jonathan? Yeah. And, and regardless of what you think performance wise, for me, this one is a little too Shakespearean. He very much said he was inspired by uh, Iago from Othello. And it's like, mm. oh, you're doing oh, Shakespeare sure, yeah. in this eye roll. <laughs> it's okay. Like, Enunciation yeah. wise, you could tell. But the fun thing about the character is you can feel him being like, okay, for this one, I was like this. The next one, completely different. The next one, completely different. You just get the idea that he's going to do a thousand unique performances. I do like Mm -hmm. that. And I think this one wasn't my favorite version because I did. I mean, I liked his performance. I think he's charismatic. He is doing like he's monologuing a lot. He's kind of soft spoken. Enunciating. Have yeah. I killed you before? But I, I thought want his. You were to remember. <laughs> you could have left. Yes. I just thought his motivations oh, no. were a little bit not that interesting. I guess like he's just like a very generic kind of evil guy who wants to be evil and like Ant Man is stopping him, so he's like wants to kill Ant Man because of that. Um, and he obviously wants to get out of the quantum realm and like become a conqueror in our realm. Uh, right. Very relatable. Yeah, but sure. well, I mean, well, here's Man the thing. Wanting to save, you know, half the universe. That means yeah. nothing to me. This guy. Yeah. It makes sense. King the Conqueror, what's he into? Oh, conquering. He wants to conquer. But, yeah. but he, you know, that's the thing. He's the authoritarian dictator, you know, guy. And that's like the empire. And then we have the revolutionary socialism, you know, that kind of vibe. But that's right. Um, you know, when he, Janet has a chance to go home, she helps him fix his ship and then realizes, oh, man, this guy's a bad guy. And then, yes. again, just because it's not happening to you doesn't mean it's not happening. He says, I'll leave your planet alone. Just we're, yeah. we're getting out of here. Your planet You're will right. be fine. And yeah, she, because she sacrifices I, what everything. her life could be to keep him in there. Yes. And, and save all the other universes. The moment of not losing time. Yeah. And- yeah. The tragic thing is, and it's so appealing, it's interesting that the trailer really made it seem like Scott was going to make a deal with or work with Kang. Yes. And that the film didn't go with that. It's been mentioned he, online. Mm-hmm. It was sort of a misdirect it. in the trailer. Yeah. But Scott is this tragic figure in the MCU who like lost time because he was in jail. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gets out. He's asked to do something. Okay. Cap, I will fight with you goes to jail again he's one of the only few characters who pays a repercussion cap doesn't yeah. where's the government of breaking the sokovia cores and shit yeah we're fine these movies <laughs> should have run. Yeah. chris evans on the phone being like scott i am so fucking sorry gets yeah. on house arrest for that two yeah. years of house arrest three years probation okay does one more good thing helps out his old friends it's gone for five years 
comes yeah. back, puts it all onto the line of instead of making the deal with Tony Stark of like, we have to reset everything so I get time back. Tony literally puts in the clause of you can't do that because I deserve to have the time with my daughter. And Scott is like, OK, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they just want to his whole life bring is everyone crazy, back, but nothing about the five years of the blip changes. But yeah, um, Tony has to wrestle like this is my second chance. But then it's like, well, what yeah. about everybody else? Scott's on like his fifth chance and he's deserved all of them. He woke yeah, up to Scott's half the world being been. gone. Like a cold yes. wake up. A like, series of like bad luck for him. Yes. Like, he stays chipper. Yeah. yeah. And he what does. a guy. And he's very that. likable. And I would have really liked the movie the trailers pitched, Jacob, opposed to what we got a little more. Yes. So the trailer yeah. makes it seem like Kang is offering basically to time travel him back to when Cassie was young so he can actually like have a, a baby. childhood with her. <laughs> yeah. I can give you time. Yes. Yes. So that's how the way they cut the trailer. The what really happens in the movie is less interesting where he just like kidnaps Cassie. I've got like, your daughter. Well, that's not yeah. nice. Well, I have her. <laughs> Once yeah, we learn right. the secrets from back. Janet. Yeah, it's explicitly just get the thing to fix my ship so I can leave. And that's all she was like. That's the whole plot. Scott, go yes. get the thing so I can now leave. That said, yeah. uh, fucking sequence in this film. Mike, is this what you were alluding to before about the highest of the highs in the franchise? Because to me, without a doubt, my favorite film and an Ant-Man film maybe a top five moment in Marvel now is the quantum probability story. probability. Storm? It's a probability storm and sequence. It's yeah. Amazing. Uh, with yeah. the wasp coming in, I think that was pretty wild. Um, and it is like Got the one guy in the Baskin Robbins uniform. Like, yep. Why am I here? <laughs> so many Paul yeah. Rudds, but uh, I do like the one in every universe helping Cassie is the only thing at man in any probability. So here in, that it's for Cassie. They all work together, do the ant thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like his, his relationship with his daughter is like the most important thing of these, of this trilogy, I guess. Like yes. that kind of defines his, his arc. He's a dad. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what pulled him back from the first movie is thinking of hearing Cassie's voice. You know what I mean? So uh, it yeah. tracks. And yeah, he has the, Janet made the engine really big. So he had to make it small again. That was, that yes, was and I love that story wise. It's a great reason to whatever this probability storm or whatever is making all these other copies of you. That's the one thing Kang would never want. He hates other versions of him. He can't go get this fucking thing and nobody oh. else can survive it because it'll make them crazy. And Scott yeah, can't make any other choice than exile. Yeah. Right? Huh. Yeah. But if he's in the probability storm, how would that go for Kang even if he were? Probably yeah. other versions of at least that one of him. They're just going to fight each just, other. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they wouldn't agree on anything. The guy's a maniac. <laughs> yeah. Right. I do wonder, so obviously he's defeated in the end of this movie. Do we? Do you think we see this version of Kang again? I or do. it's just going to be or, yes. different versions? I made a pitch to you after we saw the film, Jacob, where I said, Mike, I think this is the most dangerous thing they could have ever done to a Kang is push him into any sort of thing that's called a multiversal batter. <laughs> He's in a multiversal. Yeah. He lives in an engine that can travel the multiverse. I don't like it. <laughs> I can he tell you. merged with it. Who knows <laughs> yeah. what he's going to come out as? Yeah. Again, I need to watch Loki again because the whole multiverse the time authority, uh, yeah, timeline authority, uh, whatever. TVA. It's time TVA. Variance authority. It's all. Mm-hmm. It's all so much happening, and I need to refresh my memory on how that all works with the lore. But 
Well, thank just, God they got the Rick and Morty writers, because if anybody's smart yes. enough to tackle this kind of material, it's people that work yeah. on that right. show. Yeah. Well, this you is guys had the... said before, Council of Kangs, yeah, the Council, Council of, Ricks. of Ricks. Yes, there's an obvious choice there. Mm-hmm. The in the comics read after having uh like messed around with Kang's enough time goes okay here's Reed Richards and we should say Fantastic Four is primarily the the opponents to uh Kang mostly mm-hmm. this is a, a very right. different interpretation of him uh Reed Richards goes like okay well I know the best way to defeat this and he's like I'll reach out to some other versions of me and put together the council of reeds and then they're just a bunch of assholes who turn on each other which is like great <laughs> If science egos be that's funny yeah on the rick and morty would always it's gonna make this point earlier but basically so a lot of people think joss whedon with the avengers kind of defined the style the house style of mcu with the quipping and everything i would argue that since like phase four or so the new house style has been sort of defined by uh the guardians of the galaxy and mm sort of the Taika Waititi, Thor, Thor Ragnarok yeah. of it all, the crazy sci-fi wacky uhness yeah. of it all. And that's really what the, like, that's what this movie is basically trying to be like a Guardians of the Galaxy movie or something with all these wacky world building. Uh, Fighting ego. Yeah. yeah. Um, Look, Dan Harmon did clean up on the first Doctor Strange film. He pitched jokes and lines. And yeah. since then, you got Taika Waititi, who I believe directed a community episode. You've got the Russos. All those other, you've got the Russos, of course. You've got literally the entire writer's room of Rick and Morty that we just laid out. Like, yeah. I don't know what to tell you guys. Like, the style is apparent. It's Dan Harmon's style. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's really crazy how much of an influence yeah. he's had just on everything in pop culture these days because of the success of Rick and Morty, obviously, and the, sec- the success of the connected universe of MCU now where everything's got to be this wacky sci-fi adventure. Yeah. Um, I mean, how distinct are these revolutionaries and Sunhead guy and I have no holes <laughs> to Quark and some of the people fighting in, you know, Thor 2 or Thor 3. You know what I mean? It's like right. s- some of these random army quirky characters, like they all kind of blend yeah. together, really. And even in yeah, uh, you know, Thor, Ragnar- you had uh, yeah. Jeff Goldblum coming in. This movie... Yeah. Who are we going to get? In the weirdest oh, scene cool. in the Bill movie. Giving, <laughs> giving a yeah. Jeff Goldblum performance. You think it the whole time, yeah. Jacob. You're like, mm-hmm. of course, this is Which the is, weird old A-lister. You get in the cameo. It's the worst cool. time to get a Bill Murray performance, too. Because yes. <laughs> what used to be like eccentric old guy Bill Murray is now creepy, abusive Bill Murray old guy. Like, Yeah. yeah. There's been and sort the scene of a, is uh, a mentoring of Bill Murray. Okay. Yes. But yeah, even just and in it's this. It's got an awkward scene. Yeah, it's just he's implying that him and Janet were hooking up, and it's like, how yeah, is Hank just stuff. chilling? Old Hank would have beat the how, shit out of that guy. Like, how, comic book how, Hank yeah. would have fucked that guy up. We got up to some <laughs> wild stuff. And then Hank's just like, yeah, I went on a couple dates too. It's like, how are you okay with this? Yeah, yeah this punch sucks. him. Yeah. Alone, I had needs. She definitely fucked Kang too. Yeah, if like, you had needs, you go for Jonathan Majors. Really you don't fuck Bill Murray. At one point, yeah. God. At what point? <laughs> I, I yeah. Well, when she first discovers him, it seems like that. I don't know where this whole civilization came from. She's like, oh, I should have or... walked past this rock. There's like a whole city. <laughs> right. Yeah. But so. would you even be surprised to learn if Bill Murray like shot that scene completely separate from all the actors and was just green screened into that if scene? If you told me they dubbed in the stuff where he says like... Ant Man and like um, 
Kang the Conqueror and like the real like Marvel words of it all, I'd be like, yeah. absolutely. He did not say yeah. those lines. We have AI speech generation now. We're yes. fine. But, right. uh, Hank, I've heard about you and your ants. Yeah. But, uh, and your ants. What are ants? Humans. Yeah, we have them down here. Used. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They ask anyway. him, wait, aren't you a human too? And he says, well, technically, but also no, or something like that. And all the ways that, that matter. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Fully functional and programmed in a variety of techniques. Um, yeah. Means him and Janet fucked a bunch. And, and then he Landos them out. He sells them out. And yeah, then he's the Lando. Yeah, That's it. If yeah. you told me him, Benicio Del Toro, and uh, Jeff Goldblum were all brothers, I would be like, I believe it. Okay. I yeah. believe it. There sure. are three the weirdos collector. who exist on different planes of reality. Yes. Yeah. That uh, makes sense. What was the... What's the what is Jeff Goldblum's once named? I cannot remember. He was I don't know. He the was like the king master. of a planet. The yeah, he's master. the head of the arena. Yeah, the just, master. Just to say like this movie, it's not space, but it's the quantum realm. But in all ways that really matter, Doesn't it's matter. essentially just another Guardian galaxy. Yes, yeah, it is. It is Guardians. There's of the spaceships, galaxy, but with Ant Man characters. And you got to put your arms in goo. You know. <laughs> I mean, what's the difference yeah. between a broccoli guy and a tree guy? Right. <laughs> Truly. Nothing. Yeah, the hardness of bark. Clearly, yeah. yeah, but yeah, so it's 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 space, but with goo technology. That's what the quantum realm is: space with goo yeah. technology. Drink but the goo. The consistency, because Mike, I really thought they were going to lean into the organicness. Everything's an organism. All technology mm-hmm. is a microbe. A you know, uh, just like whatever, like ever any small thing on the planet. No, there's, I mean, Bill Murray's spaceship has like an electric, you know, power yep. source, even though Hank has to like put his hands in the things. It's like, they're yeah, not really like some, fully embracing. Yeah. It's, nice. it's there's too much some interesting out. ideas, but some of it's just like lazy, like, oh, it's just a spaceship, but it's, it's just a spaceship. Yeah. You have like one scene with an avatar stingray that they're flying on and then that eh, spaceship. Fuck it. Yeah. There's yeah. like an organic like worm said, motorcycle, cool but thing. then they're like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. The thing they're riding on that like splits into two when they first meet that, that band. Awesome. That was neat. Or whatever. It's like an amoeba. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then you got a guy that has a cylinder for a head that can like blast energy out of it. You That's got a goo crazy. guy. You got a guy that can read minds. Got a uh, telepath. Yeah, why? The buildings are alive. Yours are dead. Uh, some of yeah, that stuff is fun. Buildings are alive. Yes, yeah. yes, they are. Yes, it is, Mike. <laughs> so some of that stuff's neat, but they don't commit to it. But at the end, we just yeah, civilization, technology, the Kong has created, and he's oppressing everybody, and he wants to get out of there. Um, but it really is like the same kind of world building as like Rick and Morty, like kind of lazy, which is like, oh, this character is like a talking boob or whatever. I'm schleep schlub right. blip yeah. blop. Oh, that's well, exactly. You're drinking me. Doing the voice of, of yeah, you like, guy. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. almost guarantee they had a cameo with him that like might have mysteriously gotten cut. They're like, well, we sure. record these? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Get this out well, of he here. Could, yeah, he could have literally been the voice of goo guy. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we Don't have, give him any holes. He'll regret it. <laughs> no. I want uh, to mention the guy, the, the mind reading guy played by, uh, William Jackson Harper, if you see oh, yeah. uh, the good Was. place, um, yeah, he. Uh, it's funny that they put him in there because you mentioned the Fantastic Four. He's been fan cast a lot as Reed Richards. Uh, Obviously, John Krasinski has too, and he showed Jesus up. Christ. So I wonder if they amazing. just cast him just for as like a nod to like the fan casting of him as Reed Richards. Well, I hope not. I don't know why <sighs> they wasted him in a role like this, but yeah, you know. here's he could've been I, on the Council I, of Reeds. Yeah. <laughs> you guys love the ensembles of Ant-Man films. 
to me, this film and all the others highlight an issue they always have, which is too many characters. Hmm. There was too many okay. characters in the quote unquote heist crew. You don't need T.I. You don't need David Dasmalkin. God bless him. Truly, Michael Pena is the only one who does stuff in that. And yeah. here you're like, I'm, I'm like, who? Gentora. Like, I don't want to know any of these. People. Like, move along. Get like, they're great. They're funny for a beat. But we sure. spend. I mean, the woman next to me, Mike gassed when battery guy died. <laughs> oh gassed. what she said oh, a sad no. death. <laughs> I, I, in my mind I was like you don't give a she shit formed an emotional attachment guy. to that guy <laughs> well, yes. I do I do well Jen Torres yeah. uh, looked it up after the movie was is a, a real character actress. from Marvel is a real actress <laughs> oh, yes. yes a real a real character yes mm-hmm. um, yeah that actress She's in I Mando. Up, she was Katie Brian. did you guys see her Jesus. <laughs> and she was also in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as like a minor character. So she's been in the MCU before, but, Uh-oh. you know, that's OK. Um, yeah. I'm sure she'll she's return out. for a meaningful role in the Kang so Dynasty. The credits said instead of Kang will return, Jen Toro will return. <laughs> Rocky like, yes. no. will return. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill but, Murray so will we return. get, obviously, we should go back to Kang for a bit. We yeah. Kang. We also have another character. Here we go. That we should mention. <laughs> now, Jacob, hold on. Now, yeah. before, in this first movie, you happen to bring up this character, Darren Cross. Nobody remembers this guy. Corey Stoll. Is this the actor? And he's some sort of, what did you call him? Some sort of yellow jacket? No. Mm-hmm. No, no one knows this. Um, so we yeah. get sort of a retconning of a character that's from the Marvel Universe. Uh, so basically, yeah, two of them, sorry, yellow jacket. Yeah, in the end of the first movie, he gets crumpled up and we think dies. Apparently, no, he didn't die. He got crumpled up so small that he ended up in the quantum realm mm-hmm. and became Modoc. Yes, which is an acronym. Modoc, machine of. Yes. Murdering and killing, something like made that. Only f- Mechanized made organism designed, designed only, only for, for killing. killing. It would be Modoff. Yeah, yes, that's got points. There is there. This is not, you know, the origin of the original Modoc character. Uh, we even had a uh, animated show featuring the voice of Patton Oswalt as Modoc. Right. That's obviously a very different character, mm-hmm. but is now... Darren Cross, who was crumpled into this weird thing with like a giant head and a Mm -hmm. little butt that you see. Uh, (laughs) A little butt. Yep. And the CG looks terrible on this, right? Yeah. It's really bad looking for just a normal human face. Yeah. Yeah. You you are punished to fluctuate between a non-comic accurate um facial covering robot suit that has a crazy voice or it will open up and display some of the worst visual effects of a human (laughs) being's head accurate but you don't want to witness it for even a moment (laughs) he spends a lot of time in the second form unfortunately and he is our darth (laughs) vader of this movie yes and he has sort of an arc where he Basically, Cassie just tells him, why do you have to be a dick all the time? And he's like, just look at me. I'm a dick. And then she's like, look, you don't have to be a dick, though. And then he's like, you know what? You're right. I guess okay. I'm a good guy now. He has a 
a hero's death, I guess. Uh, he says funny scene. he saves them when Kong is pushing back against an army. I'm not a dick. And he, he has a redemption. He throws the emperor into yeah. the tube, basically. You know, he has his exactly. moments. Exactly. Yeah. He dies a hero. Says, and an Avenger. always a brother to me, Scott. Like, <laughs> yeah. I wish they had gone full, like, take off my mask so I can see your face one more time. They should have. Eyes. Yeah. yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Some of that stuff was Just funny, even though it was terrifying to look at. I did enjoy, like, yeah. oh, we were always he, brothers, Scott. Yeah. He dies and literally Scott says, wow, what a crazy day it's been. <laughs> That's pretty much yeah. his whole life, Scott. But uh, yeah, wild. But yeah, I do like the contrast where Modok's goofy because at first when he says some shit in jail and Kang just throws him against the wall, don't speak when I am in the yeah. room. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. So kind of showing like, oh, Kang's like mean to him. Yeah. Everyone's mean know. to him was... and makes fun of him the whole movie, unfortunately. <laughs> no yeah, one maybe kind of a joke of a what? character. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess maybe he, for a machine for murdering and killing he's not very effective at it but you know he's no. comedic in this more than he is threatening to kind of show that kang is the threat um, but it's an interesting reimagining of this character and i wonder ties how in with the, the first movie right there are thinking I, like i can't hey, imagine who real they are <laughs> i can't <laughs> imagine what they think i don't want <laughs> to entertain them and frankly i don't love what we were given but it's something i don't know it's a yeah. thing i guess but um yeah, that's more minor. I do think, well, not, you know, he's a secondary villain, but, you know, we kind of talked. That's his whole deal. He gets made fun of. Cassie beats him up. Um, oh, yeah. That puts me on my, my favorite Ant-Man moments from this, including with Cassie, are when he's doing giant man stuff and he's like a kaiju. Uh -huh. He's like destroying the city like a Godzilla. And when he giant yeah. man punches uh, Kang and is like, slam, I'm like, this is sick. This is like the sickest Ant-Man stuff. Like when he's kind of going toe to toe as giant man, slamming him into the wall. I like yeah. that. And I liked her punching Modoc in the face when she got giant. Oh, yeah. That stuff is cool to me. So good use of the ant powers, even though we're in a quantum realm. And it's hard to scale something like a giant Pez dispenser when you're in the quantum realm, right? It's, you could do more yeah. fun stuff with human objects and you can't really do that here. So I think using giant man, so to speak, to like in an interesting way is something we haven't seen yet with the power set. So good on them there. Anyway, that's yeah. my anecdote. But I think a lot of the fun of the first two movies is like things getting small and big cars, getting small buildings, Pez getting big, Thomas, little hot wheels car that Michael Pena gets in, you know? Yeah. No, the best scene in the entire movies is when he says, uh, I'm going to disintegrate you. And the Siri iPhone says playing the cures disintegration. Yes. <laughs> they did great. do that. Yes. <laughs> Obviously you can't do as much, stuff like that in the quantum realm because you can't right. make you know you're not making things big and small but like you said you got big big ant-man is fun big people small people punching yeah. modok's big face with a big hand was a good little yeah, visual yeah. And gag and a bunch of ant stuff is cool i like the super smart ants yeah so what happened to our ants yeah. real quick because this is kind of this is the best version of Hank Pym is the movie yes. version. It's wholesome and good. And he loves his aunts he and they somehow aunts. form a, they have a second class technocratic society formed by the time they, they find <laughs> Look, him to rescue him. Dirty <laughs> yeah. Um, but all the ants yes, come to save the day. Honestly, the, he's, he's got these ants that are building technology in the real world. They also get sucked in the quantum realm when they all get sucked in. They go through a time vortex. So As that we they, all do. <laughs> 
Yes. So they aged like millions of years or whatever, or thousands of years. I don't remember. In a they, second is they what get, he said. They became super smart ants. They developed all this technology. So now you just got super smart ants hanging out down in the quantum realm. And he's uh, controlling them. Yeah. Can I just say an easier – I don't know. If you're already just making this stuff, I don't know what it matters. But just have it go like they went through a pocket that sent them here millions of years ago. So they've actually been here evolving. That's why the idea that like they existed in all of time for one moment while shooting through space and had to, you know, a thousand years pass for them in a moment when they came through their genuses. That is so horrifying to me. Just and they were being their he's society. Like the ancient idea. He's their god that they worship. They, like, these are generational ants. They've told yeah, exactly. stories of Hank, right? Like, yeah. He will return. Stargate, where he's like, and they're like making fucking. That's a statue of me. Like, <laughs> I, I would love that if Hank that had his ant statue amazing. down there that they made of yes. him. He does. That's great. He does. Yeah. He does. Um, um, I tell you what, I climax. cheered like internally. Yeah. I'm not going to do that vocally in a movie theater, but like <laughs> when the ants showed up to save the day, I was like, this is actually very cool. When he does cool. out walk of how badass he looks at his world's taking them all down, it's very ants, baby. <laughs> told you. But again, I'm getting Rise of Skywalker vibes when yeah. the living buildings show up and everyone shows up to save the day at the oh, end. Oh, the rebellion. <laughs> yeah. End game's the Lando's same way, to be here. fair. Gen Tora's here. Goo Guy's here. Okay, Gentora, Lando. Yeah. Sunhead, mind reader. You made it. in one of the ships off the quantum zone was like, y'all ready for this? Right? Yeah. Couldn't leave you hanging. And back to the Kang of it all, you know, <laughs> Kang's motivation obviously wants yeah. to get out of the quantum realm. But it all comes down to, you know, they build this guy up as this big bad guy. It just ends up with him getting in a fist fight with, you know, Scott Lang and getting his ass kicked, basically. Uh, I was a little disappointed by kind of just the the uh, climax of the movie. Yeah, I guess we're kind of getting to that point. I mean, I think there's some interesting stuff in the fighting. Like, I think there's, you know, an initial part when they're fighting with Kang and it's him and the Wasp working together. There's some really cool teamwork stuff happening. But then when it gets down to, like, his armor's broken and he's, like, kind of underpowered and it's just a punch him up. Yeah. Kind of gets his ass. To defeat his grand plan, it took five Super scientist level geniuses. I'm throwing Cassie in there because she invented the Hubble telescope for quantum. (laughs) Mm -hmm. An entire society rebelling. Super smart ants. And super smart ants. (laughs) And then an ant society on top of it. Yeah. And the suicide of his most loyal Darth Vader just to overcome his powers. I can Mm -hmm. take that as the Avengers will have a hard time fighting. A bunch of hundred of yeah. these guys, and he has yeah. all these, I'm fine with that. These troops that have the his stormtroopers, which storm have like troopers. Blue I was literally about to say. <laughs> Yeah, what does he call them? I'll look up oh, the word. Jesus, if, if he probably doesn't even say, he probably just said stormtroopers. Yeah, I I was He's hoping there's going to be a twist. I named them after like, the popular film Star Wars. Of course, <laughs> like a gang loves Star Wars. There's yeah. something stupid, but I'll find it. I was watching. I was like, a cool twist would be like if they're all like clones of Kang and that's why they yeah. have like that face mask so you can't see their faces. I thought he was abducting people maybe but no. Yeah. But no. That. They're no. just faceless they're robots, soldiers. Maybe? I think they're I robots in the comics. It's like 
Kang bots or with something. But whatever, how you know? many times? How many scenes of two of these soldiers walking someone down a hall oh, to put buddy. them in a, a cage and then them turning small and like punching them out Not and like even. escaping? Sometimes they just shake the cuffs loose and they go uh-huh. like, "Oh, yeah." Like, much like, what were we supposed to do? Hold her? There's right. a lot of that, unfortunately. Yep. Yeah. And again, it's just very like it's a very stereotypical Star Wars. Well, you know, in this scene, you get away. They're like, "Well, how?" She's like, "Just just get away! Just get away! away. That's what we do." Stormtroopers. Yeah, (laughs) I think one of them says "damn" or something like they have a (laughs) one-liner when they're about to die. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, Um, I I think when when Scott's fighting Kang though, in this one-on-one punch him up because they they all go through the portal, but then Scott stays behind to you know make sure Kang doesn't get out. I like there's pathos there. Like it's Scott choosing to be heroic for the first time when it's yes. not required, you know, and then hope so, comes back for him. Right. And, and then hope comes lines, back. For yes. Him. That's very cool. And that kind of was moving behind. too. That's his girl. You know? Yeah. And there, well, I there, thought, um, well, I thought the way it was going to end was they were going to get stuck in the quantum realm, like Scott yes. and hope because the portal closed. Uh, they remain to like make make sure they finish them off, but no. Then they just turn the machine back on and they go through the portal again. There was so I thought apparently he's going to lose more time with Cassie, and that was going to be like some yeah. pathos to add to the his whole arc, right? But there's early you know. drafts where I guess that was supposed to happen. At least Scott, I'm not sure if both of them, and like that would have been a better ending. Like if it's him and Hope, now we're fucking stuck. Yeah. yeah, and then how do we get out to warn the other Avengers and shit? And Cassie's trying to figure out how to, you know, that's. That's where I would go with this, but they decided to yeah. open the portal up. I and, guess they thought, you know, he was stuck already once in the quantum realm. Yeah. It almost seems like they reshot that scene, like you were saying, Colin, where it's like yeah. they don't even look back. Like the portal opens behind them and they just say, let's go home. And they don't even They're look back. That could all cuts the camera. In. It's so yeah. strange. It cuts, cuts the black. Yeah. Yeah. There's also a rumor that the birthday scene, oh, we missed a couple birthdays that that technically could have been at the beginning of the movie and they had to just re-record like one ADR line to make it right. Because he reads in the book and I'm sorry I missed a couple birthdays, Cassie. You know, he he says that line to sort of set it up. I adored this final scene, Mike. I think this is what made the movie for me. Mm -hmm. A 50-year-old man at the height of his power the happiest he's ever been having a goddamn panic attack while eating birthday cake. I thought that yeah. fucking, did I just, just write the thing? I did do thoughts. the right thing, didn't I? Wait, he said he was oh, going to kill everybody. When he's walking coming. and he starts to focus it on that woman and it's like he's about to pass out. He's like, kill everybody. Like, he's yeah. just like keeps sort of like repeating dark stuff to himself. He's like, oh no, yeah. oh no. You know what? Push it down, Scott. It'll be all right. <laughs> Don't overthink it. I think that's great probably foreshadowing for some yes. Avengers shit, right? <laughs> so that'll be fun. Um, yeah. That birthday scene, again, that could have been a moment. Where's Cassie's mom, Judy Greer? Where's her stepdad? Like, I that don't been understand. A scene you have a whole supporting in. cast. I saw someone pitch online. Michael Pena. Can you imagine the Louise scene we would have gotten where he tries to sum up, because Quaz is asking them things like, who are you guys? Where he sums up what Earth is like, what you, you know, humans are like, only for them to go like, well, they That's haven't true. drinking the goo yet. So like maybe he can't even like understand them. Or oh, man. Like, the yeah. comedy's there. I understand maybe not wanting to play into the third beat of the joke to do it a third time. But like at this point, it's a staple of the franchise. Yeah. And you like must have him under contract. Like get Michael Pena in there, even for a yeah. minute. Yeah, come on. Very strange. Like I said, he could have been in after credits, but they needed, they needed to show Loki and Morbius, I guess. 
You need um, Payo and Wilson, which I'm happy about. <laughs> like, yeah. Great. That's, well, put them in all of this. We do shit. get I that. I, I did want to mention. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, the crew, Michael Pena. It's just they have an arc, too, because they were crime crew in the first movie. And then they're like, now we're in private security business. Like, they're does turning still clean. Does that job? Does he, does he right. just write books Doesn't and hang seem out like with because Well, now that he saved the world, yeah, he's the chilling. the end game. He probably retired from security. Did Michael Blip? Wrote a book. Did T.I. He's blip? famous now, right? People are recognizing him on the street and, and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah he's Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, very funny callback to that joke when he comes back. He's like, oh, I figured out who you are. You're the bug yeah. that's a get the beat. $12, <laughs> mm-hmm. $12 yeah. coffee. But again, it was free. thematically, right? That's like your life is not the same as it was. Things are different. Something's right. not right. You and know, it's really funny because in Endgame, there's a scene where he's hanging out with the Hulk uh, right. at a restaurant. Someone not recognizes famous. the Hulk and he's like, hey, do you want to get a picture with me? I'm Ant-Man. And they're like, uh, no. Yeah, and then so Hulk's like trying to be like, oh, it's fine. And he's like, no, just, he they don't want to. He's shaking his head. No, pack. he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now oh, yeah. know who he is. Um, I wanted to mention about Kang really quick. Yes. Do you guys know anything about what they're planning to do with Kang? Because I could reveal something. It might be a spoiler, but I read it oh. online. It's a spoiler sort of for a, basically Kang's motive in the Avengers movies is they've said, mm. um, I'll just tell you. Yeah. Uh, apparently he wants to basically make it so no superheroes exist in the world. That's like oh, his motivation. He wants to they could stop rip him. all superheroes. House of I don't M. know about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's as in that's his like justification, like Thanos being like, well, we're running out of room. The world. Yeah. So, yeah. House of K. uh, No more superheroes. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's (laughs) Kang Dynasty. Um, I don't know that the whole the whole like I'm the good one. You have to trust me. The other ones are crazies are usually the plays that the Kangs do. I I like that move and I would like to see that carry through. But this whole let's talk about this. The post credit scene, Mike. What, so what's your you see Ramatut there you see Ramatut. like mm-hmm. you see like another crazy guy and you see like Merlin <laughs> yeah. right like yeah you see an old man with a mustache like what are you thinking right now <sighs> I'm thinking Loki seasons two's got a lot of uh, crazy <laughs> Kangs to show us hopefully yeah. one with a jet ski um, I, look, I don't know what how you because I know the next thing is the Kang Dynasty in 2025 yeah. that's the next Avengers I don't know. Uh, but I think the this Kang the Conqueror will be back and he'll just start murking timelines until it's like, yeah, oh shit. And maybe he doesn't have full control, so he's just hopping around, but he wants to find 616 Scott Lang specifically. Yes. And, you know, they, they, there's a target yeah. on his back and therefore Earth and all of our shit, you know. Well, again, I think the whole... So they introduced the concept of the multiverse in the movies. They've kind of done that to death now where everyone is, you know, knows about the multiverse. Now what yes. they're going to do is sort of end the multiverse and go back to a yes. prime timeline. And I think ultimately that's going to be the big change that yes. Kang does in the Avengers where it's like no more other timelines. There's one timeline down. now. Uh, Destroys all of them. Yeah. That's like that's Thanos level kind of how, threat, you know. That's we be the have of the this movie. Yeah. Kind of the most important characters set up. Loki knows about all these multiversal shenanigans. 
uh, Scott has now had this brush with time specifically and this sort of quantum yeah. component of it. Doctor and then Strange, we Peter know that Parker. there's Doctor Strange with the incursions and the fact that his whole mission where he was literally left the last lines of multi magnum madness is or at least Theron jumping yes. out of a fucking portal saying, come with me to the Fast and Furious universe. <laughs> That's uh, right. But there are, yeah. we you created, or we have to stop an incursion. And we know that these incursions are literally when whole timelines are white, when, when universes are going to collide together. Right. That, I mean, again... Big stuff. <laughs> is it too big? It's, 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 it feels too big going. to me right now. It it's, feels big. I I keep thinking about in Eternals when that giant appears before the Earth and it's like, you have awoken. Where I'm like, Shh, no, 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 put the genie back in the bottle. I can't see yeah. any of this stuff. <laughs> right, right. That's the thing. Yeah, Eternals are ancient aliens. We learn there's a whole there's giant titans in no. the sky that made no. us. <laughs> Um, but I think that's what's going to happen. Like it, we had the era of multiverses. Yeah, they've come and gone, sort of in pop culture. People are mm-hmm. getting sick of multiverses yes. as a concept. I think they're yeah. going to go back to a prime timeline. And I think that's what DC is doing too with Flashpoint, where it's like yes. they're going to have Elseworlds. I mean, James Gunn has even said like there's going to be Elseworlds, which is like Robert Pattinson Batman, separate from that universe, but we're going to have one main timeline for the DCU. Yeah, um, I, I agree that it needs to revert down to one. They'll do any character swaps they need to do, throw Tom Hardy into, you know, Andrew Garfield's universe real quick while they have time, to- you know, whatever they got to do to right. kind of clean it up and then just shut it. Um, and that'll be that. Um, I do have a theory going back to the original comic books and how Ant-Man and the Wasp started the Avengers. Mm. People thought Scott Lang might die in this movie. He didn't. So I see him and Hope and Cassie kind of leading the formation of the Young Avengers. Them kind yeah. of being at the forefront of that. And, uh, you know, well, that's just what I'm predicting for the Young Avengers. I see that. Yeah. For most of these individual superheroes, you generally get three, maybe four movies as a solo. Like Thor has, has had four now. But you get between two and four generally with, you know, Captain America is now retired. Mm-hmm. Iron Man died. Uh, so they're moving to a new generation. Spider-Man's on three. Yeah, Spider-Man had three, and now he's kind of rebooting his universe with sort of, uh, you know, going back to basics with Peter Parker. Uh, obviously, Black Panther is different. Doctor Strange had a second movie. But Scott Lang, yeah, he just had his trilogy, and, you know, he's still alive, so he can move sort of into a mentor role. Maybe Cassie Lang becomes the new young ant-man yeah. in the avengers there's, there's mm-hmm. no fucking because we have we have hawk girl no 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 you know we, you we, who do we have lined up for the young avengers right now though you know We're yeah, you gonna, hawk- we got billy and tommy they're coming back i fucking swear to god from War right Vision. we've got hawkeye yeah goes by got, hawkeye. just hawkeye got Black it widow's sister florence Pugh. Yelena. Yeah. My I've favorite, got, I great best. Again, just goes by Black Widow, guys. <laughs> oh, Black <laughs> Widow sister. The names they deserve. You've got Sam Wilson, Captain America. Yes. That movie is going to be coming out in 2024, I believe. Uh, so that's a better role there too. Avengers. These aren't kids. He's Captain Captain America has Obviously that he's young Captain yeah. America. He's got that Eli, Elijah or Eli, mm-hmm. whoever the the young guy from that one. Yep, yep. Right, the right. grandson. The grand so. They're setting it up. Uh, we have yeah. Kamala Khan, right? You know, so there's yeah, Kamala. That's right. We've got the Marvels coming out later this year. 
Is that true? I, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> the next one is Guardians 3. That's going to be yes. the finale for the Guardians. Obviously, I think Chris Pratt Yo, will be done. I mm. thought the 3D trailer for that, Jacob, looked dope. I think that one's going to have amazing be, visuals in 3D. It's going to be very emotional for me. I like Rocket as a character a lot. Yeah. I, it's I'm already, you know, getting emotional thinking about it. Got a little raccoon. You got a little uh, otter buddy. Want to know what he's all about uh, in the trailer. You know, Dave Batista said, like, this is his last role, his last time as uh, Drax. I got so. it into my contract that Drax wears tiny glasses in this one. Yes. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> Thank yeah. goodness. And obviously, James Gunn solely going to be focusing on DC from now on. So this is his farewell to the MCU, if you will. So I'm pretty yeah. excited about this one coming out in May, right? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be an interesting phase. I think, again, the primary goal, get a timeline down to one and then set up yeah. the young Avengers and sunset kind of some of these older characters yes. that have been around yeah. for a decade plus. And, and keep up your idea of international going like, and hey, have we mentioned we've got Moon Knight and the Scarlet Scarab, you know, watching over over here. We've got, right. you know, the fucking werewolf guy over in fucking London. You know, right. we've got this fucking weird, full, wacky world. And then the now. Thunderbolts oh, doing whatever they're lines. doing in the underworld. Can we yeah. mention Shuri as a young Avenger as the Black Panther? <laughs> That's right. It could be. That's right. Um, a, lot of, a lot of daughters being born yeah. in the MCU. That's kind of a big thing with this, at least this last phase and this current phase is like, the Avengers getting older, having kids, starting a family, whatever. Obviously, guys got a whole family. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of how now that we're moving into the second decade of MCU, yes. basically. Um, and, and you know what? I'll be happy to leave behind from this previous decade, Jacob. I mm. thought it was such incredible, innovative storytelling, the blip. But dealing with every film having like... Well, you know, I come from the dark, depressed, like, I was a lone dad. You were gone for 10 years, dad. Mm -hmm. It's like, great. Let's put all that in a box and go back to, like, everyone's hopeful and, like, you know, superheroes are super heroic. Yeah. Yeah. I think they've done that in the ground between Spider-Man and WandaVision. And they've done Fallout from the blip. Okay, we can all get over that by now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we will. I think Guardians may be like the last of like this old... The sort Marvels is going to have the, the Spectrum lady who we saw mm. her whole background in WandaVision was, I was gone when my yeah. mom died of cancer oh, and yeah. stuff because I was blipped. It's like, they're going to bring that up again. Right. It's just like, let's just do it and then just be done with it. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, another thing that I was, I was reading Kevin Feige uh, talking in an interview and this is kind of, as long as we're talking MCU in general, yeah. um, what I'm excited for is they said their TV, you know, I think so. What I liked about She-Hulk, the show, is mm-hmm. that to me, that's the only one of these MCU shows that really felt like it had to be a TV show rather than a movie. Whereas I most of that. the other ones are like movies that are split up into episodes, right? Like mm-hmm. Moon Knight. Yes. Moon Knight could have been a movie very easily. Yeah. Um, some of these other ones, they said we're really going to try to make our TV be like it could only be TV, and our movies be uh-huh. like it could only be movies. So they they kind of recognize that problem and. Uh, they're going to space things out more. We'll they're not see. going to have so many projects. It sounds like they okay. kind of they're kind of re 
you know, refiguring things out, like what fans want going forward from the MCU. Oh, did we oversaturate the market going from <laughs> two two movies a year to yeah. five movies a year, ten shows, shows you know, yeah. two holidays, what if spinoffs? Like, yeah. So they're sort of recognizing Christ. that. Um, But you know what? As much as we say, you know, whatever, the MCU is stale, it's getting old. I'm kind of hopeful for the future uh, just because they are trying to, trying to, um, you know, rebalance things and, you know, going forward. So, We're, like I said. And we, we've kind of been given our final thoughts here. But, Jacob, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mirror what you just said in that, like, I was so down watching Black Panther. And do you know what the secret is now? That you and I didn't see it in theaters. That's right. I truly, like mm. we didn't go see, it in see 3D. a lot of films together. And yeah. regardless, if not, I like going to the movies. And while I was watching Ant Man and Quantum Mania, all I was thinking the whole time was, you know what? I fucking love seeing movies. This is I like. It's just it's fun to see movies. I I I think I liked it more, and I'm grading it higher because I had a good time watching it, opposed to sitting at home, kind of waiting for it to be over eating my vegetables basically by being like okay who's the new character what's the new overarching plot okay this moved this chess piece forward in the grand scheme of the mcu that means i have to keep up with or acknowledge that like x y and z changed while i'm looking at my phone that's not fun what is fun is going like oh there's scott lang oh there's hank pym oh there's his ants i love it (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) Oh, yeah, we've gotten this. We've seen a lot of Marvel movies in theaters, and yes. I think that's kind of how they should be seen. Yes. Because they are kind of a spectacle. You want to see it on the big screen, maybe in 3D. Yes. Like we've the seen some ones that. possible. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I've had a more positive reception to some of these movies because I saw them in the theaters. And I think you're right with Wakanda Forever. I mean, it was so dark on my TV, and I was sort this of. This was dark sometimes, it. too, though, to be fair. Oh, yes. Yeah. Visually, this movie doesn't look great. There's it's a lot all over of, the uh, place, a lot of goop. Stagecraft and a lot of yeah. just like brown goopiness to it. Uh, which the 3D did not help. Look, uh, Payne and Reed worked on Mandalorian, and Mandalorian poisoned the 10 executives who visited the set of like filming that season, particularly his episode that day to be yeah. like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. How much did these, these big background drops cost? Wait, you're saying they're digital, but how much they're that much? Well, we could just yeah. shoot every movie on this. Wait, we make this with exploitative labor. We don't pay full oh, price. Yeah. You get oh, more please. of these. <laughs> the Do the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, the stagecraft is really making me nostalgic for an era where things were just shot in a warehouse and then green screened afterwards uh, because they looked more real than than this. Oh, but Jesus. Yeah, visually, I mean, yeah, this movie, it's not the best. No, but, to, to it, but yeah. again, the frustration of being like, God damn it, Wakanda forever. Is there something wrong with my TV to where I got up three times to change the settings? Yeah. I'm not going to enjoy watching that movie after that. The introduction of Namor where you can barely see him. Yeah. <sighs> right. But maybe but again, it would have been better in theaters. Um, yeah. I think it would have been. Yeah. I this mean, is people, hard to look at for two hours. Just the amount of computer. Yeah upon yes, it unfortunately online yeah. this movie to spy kids 3d yes. uh, oh. which is very funny because they George have very Lopez similar suits yeah. mr electric is modok yeah. yeah yeah looks better 
Um, um, well, let's, I'll circle around yeah. to the, the, the final thoughts on the Ant-Man, but that definitely yeah. this the job of this film, which is why we talk so much MCU, is to set up phase five. So, like, yes. are we excited yeah. for it? I, I'm cautiously optimistic. We'll see where it goes. As long as Scott Lang's being featured with his family and more <laughs> Kang, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm here for it. Honestly, yeah. after watching Ant-Man 1 and 2, after watching Infinity War and Endgame this weekend, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? These Avengers movies, like, they're pretty good. Like, I'm excited for the next phase of, like, Kang Dynasty, Secret War, Secret Invasion. Like, give me my slop, bring all the actors in, and just feed it to me because I'm ready. That's true, because after Secret Wars and stuff, you get every character type ever fighting together. Then he closed the multiverse at the end of that. Yeah, then you got to be like, we gave it to you. It's done. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I don't think Endgame will ever be topped in terms of the superhero no. meetup movie, but we'll see what they got, you know? Yeah. Could be lightning in a bottle, but, um, my, my, my thesis on the Ant-Man experience is, um, obviously he's sort of the most important Avenger because like I said, without him, there's no stopping Thanos, right? Without that rat that lets him The out. rat is really the MVP. Yeah, it's the most that, important rat in the world. Yeah. In the universe potentially. So yeah, that rat, but Scott Lang, you know, he's like so out of place. Everybody's like, you know, he just has the technology, but you know, everyone's even condescending to him, like Captain America and Iron Man. He's like, what are we going to do? And they're just literally ignoring his question. Like they don't yeah. care about him. Cause he's just so, an everyman compared to these right. super scientists and super soldiers. Yeah. So put some respect on Scott Lang's name though. He did beat up Kang, but that could be a bad thing. So whatever Scott Lang is involved in has huge ramifications going forward. So he is a very important character, even if he's like not the most popular, you know, just respect Ant-Man a little bit is all I'm saying. Oh, did you save yeah. the universe we never hear about it you should write a book yeah i also the other thing i like about it there's is always room to he, grow he sort of like <laughs> idolizes captain america and the way he talks about cap is like so funny it's like yeah cap you know we're, we're like friends like we're you know we've i would we've met a couple I would times fight we call him cap. captain america <laughs> i would never fight captain america <laughs> yeah. i fought with him yeah yeah very funny but then when hope's like why didn't you ask me to come i would have gone with you like i love that wholesome yeah. He's just an every man with family, family dynamic. And there's not enough of that in the MCU. So, you know what? You go, Scott Lang. Anyway. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Force for he's good. He's our little guy. He's our little guy. He's our little guy. Or a big guy, depending. Um, but I think he's notice- rather be small or big. Hmm. Small. Well, here's the thing. Because the reason in... in Hank Pym invented the Pym particle originally. He's like, I could shrink anything. Imagine how much we'll save on global shipping fuel costs. Like, we'll just right. shrink. Every, like, it was. Well, even when it was he like, makes that pizza, he's dang. like, I saved eight bucks with this pizza. Yeah. He's very. Like, you have yeah, a pragmatic price. <laughs> but the idea that, like, in the comic, he's like, this will just reduce shipping costs globally. This is awesome. And it's like, yeah. that that's the motivation for the technology. So, yeah, be small, wrong. like Matt Damon. You know, you take up less oxygen. And Hell yeah. That little Matt Damon movie, come little. That's right. Save the world. I just want to leave you with my final thought. Mm -hmm. Scott Lang and Kang. They rhyme. Scott Kang. Skang. You're right. Skang. It must mean something. (laughs) It certainly must. must. All right. All right. I think, oh, last thing Ant Man and the Wasp, 
they're they're the MCU's greatest power couple. It, it, it was never Pepper yes. Potts and Iron Man. It's Hope Van Dyne and Scott Lang. They lift each other up. I don't know. They I'm make each other better. I don't love Hope. <laughs> you don't love Hope? Like, yeah. Like, Hope's I, great. I like she has Cassie. a great haircut. I'm all about father-daughter okay. relationship. I think that's the yeah. best. Fair I enough. don't need uh, Tony and Morgan, whatever their names are. I love you no. 3000. Hey, I love you 3000. <laughs> I mean, that's that, pretty I good. I guess they do win that, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, all right, Joe. That is his final words. That's right. <laughs> We've been talking Ant-Man here. And again, we've been talking, we all assume he's going to have a huge role in the Kang dynasty and stuff going forward. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he cameos in in Loki season two or something. So it's certainly not the last time we've seen Paul Rudd. Yeah, he definitely not. Scott Lang. Yeah. I don't think so. And the best version of the character, from what I understand in the comics, seems to be Paul Rudd's on-screen version uh, because of some of the issues with the character in the comics before. Yeah. This is like the most wholesome, best family. It's, it's, it's great. It's, it's a force for good. We like the Ant family. Now, Hank, I thought Hank could have died in this movie. I, um, yeah, or I could have seen him and Janet being like, we're going to move to the quantum realm, here, actually. Yeah, yeah we're, oh, she's going to make up for her be with my aunts. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. incredible. We need to get that oh, ant good. statue. Yeah, if he, if he was like, and by the way, <laughs> I'm a god. I'm going to live in this <laughs> ant society. I'm yeah. telling you, like, Bro. you know what I got going on for me? My aunts. <laughs> yeah, and then Cassie Some has a line. Building. Oh, I'm going to go visit my aunts. Oh, where do they live? <laughs> uh, uh, in the quantum realm. Small town. <laughs> small town. A really small uh, town, yeah. <laughs> despite the Rotten Tomato, Jacob said, and I guess still being in a post-COVID world or whatever we are, it, we're in this fluctuating, movies mm. are dead, movies are alive. People are going to the cinema. Shut up and relax, everyone. This mm. film did make over $100 million over the weekend. It's $110 million grosser. It's like a 250 worldwide already. Huge hit. So okay. I think it's the third That's highest cool. grossing President's Day weekend of all time now. So good. good I guess you, you just have to compare it to every other MCU opening weekend. Yeah. But, I mean, it, I don't understand the Ron Tenets. I guess it's just people being tired of MCU movies. But yeah. it's, is it worse than Thor, Love and Thunder? I don't think so. Oh, no. Yeah. No, no, Is it no. worse than Wakanda Forever? I don't think so. I think so. people truly are seriously burned by the obvious Star Wars-ness of it all. And that if yeah. they had, if Peyton Reed too. had done an interview where he's literally like, I directed a Star Wars episode. I just wanted to make a Star Wars movie. This was my way in. I think people would have expected it more. And instead, we got this trailer that was like, Scott Lang, I'm recruiting you for the deal we made. That was just like a lie. It was just truly yeah. a lie, Jake. Mm-hmm. The trailer like, really builds up the Kang versus Lang of it all, yes, but doesn't it's show nothing. the the quantum mania of it all, which no, is really a no. bigger and part what a of dumb title, too, which I also think is working against in quantum mania. Yeah, yeah. multiverse of madness. I, that was kind of a dumb title, so I don't know. Use no, these titles. I don't, like, but... I don't like any of them. <laughs> yeah. And then you pointed out, Jacob, it does have ant and man in the word quantum mania. Yes. And yeah. they didn't well, do anything with that. Title. Did you see the, uh, oh, Mike, yeah. it, it does that. And then it spreads apart and forms quantum mania. Like, it says, oh. ant. <laughs> I must yeah, have blinked. Like, <laughs> I, said, Jacob, I was like, the best part was when they revealed what the title meant. <laughs> yeah. Wild. But yeah. I well, mean, normies. Check Let us know what out. you thought. Yeah, yeah I yeah. guess. Let us know as usual at normies underscore like underscore us. If you took your own personal trip to the quantum realm, we want to hear about it. 
write in, say hello. My name is Batteryhead. I'm a longtime listener of Normies Like Us. It's the mm-hmm. only thing we get down here. We would understand that. We would understand why our listenership is so little. <laughs> Wait, we're sending a signal down into the quantum realm? Wait a Shut minute. It off. Shut it Wait off a minute. Now. Shut Oh, no. Grandma, you never told me why. Well, right. we've been your host. This is Kalang, uh, the Conqueror. All right. Aunt Mike, you know, just, just a regular guy. And this is, uh, what was the goo guy's name? <laughs> I think it's just goo guy. Goo guy. Goo guy. This is goo guy Jacob. How many holes do you have? I have seven holes. Uh, he, the does. Beat. he does have seven holes. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Well, holy normies, thanks for listening to this through your two ear holes. We appreciate it. Uh, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. 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 It's never too late to stop being a dick. (laughs) That's right. My name is Gandalf the Grey, and I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools.